Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is doing what she does best. As a young girl, she was scolded for talking too much to her neighbors in class. After years of trying to be quiet, she discovered that speaking up about taboo topics is her strength. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. She is a wealth psychology expert who has helped thousands of advisors and clients communicate more effectively about money. Now, listen to Kathleen as she assists today's guest in busting their favorite money myth wide open. So I'm so excited to welcome Megan McAvoy, uh, the president of Aspire to Retire Rich, to the call today. Megan and I met several years ago um, when we I was starting my business, KBK Wealth Connection, and she was working in the financial services industry, and we hit it off. Um, and so I decided to invite her on to the Breaking Money Silence podcast. Before I let you know a little bit about the myth that she's chosen to explore today, let me tell you a little bit about uh, Megan's experience. Uh, she inspires and impacts successful women in business to achieve personal well-being, business freedom, and financial security so that they may have everlasting fulfillment. She's the president of Aspire to Retire Rich and believes that there has never been a better time for women to understand their relationship to wealth. Here, here, I can agree with that. Um, she has a website and she also is on Twitter at Megan underscore McAvoy, M-C-A-V-O-Y. Um, I'm just going to use that instead of your long website. And uh, today she came in to talk with us about the myth. It's a very common myth, so I can't wait to get into it. Money is the root of all evil. Welcome, Megan, to the call. Thank you so much for having me, Kathleen. I'm just thrilled to have you and chat with you and, and find out a little bit more about the work that you're doing with women. As most people know who are listening to the podcast, uh, I have a specialty in women and wealth and couples and money, so it always excites me uh, when we yeah. can talk about those topics. Um, but before we get into kind of what you're doing and how you can help any women or um, advisors who know women who need help in this area, um, tell me a little bit about what motivated you to pick the myth, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. So, um, you know, having a background, having been in finance now for, you know, over a decade, I obviously have had a lot of conversations back when I used to be a financial advisor with couples and women specifically as it related to money. And one of the things that I've found, and Kathleen, I'm sure that you can, you know, relate to this with the conversations you've had, is a lot of women struggle with understanding how to build wealth in a way that feels authentic and natural to them. And at the same time, they struggle with their own self-worth when it comes to money and knowing that they deserve to actually have it. So I was listening to an audiobook. I tend to be, you know, an avid reader trying to always grow my mindset. And I was reading the book, How to Be Rich. Oh, yes. Yep. You're familiar, right? Bit, so yes. Um, there's, there was a quote in there that I was just listening to and you know how sometimes you hear something and it blows you away and it's very simple. Wallace D. Waddles, who writes the science of getting rich, and this was back in 1910. So obviously this has been around for a long time, this myth. And what he said was poverty is the root of all evil. 
And it hit me like a ton of bricks because it was one of those things where I was like, well, that's politically incorrect. You know, because, (laughs) right? Absolutely. In this day and age, yes. Who would ever say that nowadays? Basically, you know, you're a jerk, but for some reason, it's okay to say that money is the root of all evil. And I think that that creates a really big disconnect when you have, you know, generations of women or men, whoever, who are, you know, hearing these myths and, and living through them. And then when you get smacked with the exact opposite of it and you realize, oh, wait, hold on, maybe there is something to it. And this is a conversation that I think that we need to have because there really is no value in poverty and sticking with a mindset that believes that there is and that it's okay to say money is the root of all evil, I think is a huge detriment to people in honoring their own worth and ultimately what they can do with their worth when they've created it. I know since 20, since I was 25 years old, I've set up my finances in such a way that I'm going to leave a legacy that's going to have a positive impact on, on generations to come. Awesome. So money is not the root of all evil. It can actually be a tool for benevolence. It's really just a tool for you to impact the world in a greater way. So that's kind of the reframe, that money is not the root of all evil. The new thought would be money is a tool um, to leave your mark on uh, the community or to leave, uh, tell me what you just said, because it was really good and I, I botched it a bit. <laughs> well, so so money is, is your way to have an impact on the, the world impact around the world. you. Okay. Yeah, and, and to live ultimately through your purpose, you know, if you you have a purpose in your business, you have a mission to help, you know, eradicate these conversations so people feel confident. I have a mission in my business to help people to be happier, more fulfilled, and have money in the bank. At the end of the day, you can have that and still be a good person. And and what's so interesting about this myth, I mean, I can't help but disclose that I was raised in um, as a Catholic. Yeah. Um, and I went to Catholic school. I went part time to Catholic college. And while there's a lot of things about Catholicism that are great, um, I, you know, for for certain people out there, I certainly believe in spirituality and in what fits for you. But when it comes to what I learned growing up is that there's this nobility of poverty. And I think it really fits with the myth that you're talking about. And I and my sense is that for women, we really buy into this whole idea that, oh, we're supposed to give and we're not supposed to receive. And, you know, somehow we're not supposed to be profit oriented, which can really sabotage your business or your personal life or your retirement or whatever it might be. Yep. I, I come from a similar background, you know, private Catholic high school. And I'm so glad that you just brought that up because I had jotted down. I also have, so I have a financial advisor background and I also have a yoga teacher background. And Kathleen, when I used to tell people that, they would look at me like I had two heads. How can you be a yoga teacher, which is spiritual based? And a lot of that is around the renunciation of money and also be a financial advisor who's helping people to be empowered around their money. And at the end of the day, your money can allow you to have a deeper spiritual connection to your purpose to the world around you and that needs to shift and especially in that community you know there's a lot of really amazing people out there who need to change their mindset and sure I think it's lovely and beautiful to be giving but I think we can also be receptive and allowing at the same time Absolutely. And, you know, we could go on and on about that because I worked as a mental health counselor for a number of years. So um, I can identify with uh, a a certain mindset in a particular profession um, of under earning. Um, But I'm going to take it a different direction because I want to know how 
So you were motivated to pick this myth. Obviously, it's something that's personal to you. You've seen it professionally. Um, but for a minute, let's look at how believing that money is the root of all evil may be helpful. Because my belief is there's always a little something in each myth that can help us, even if it's very small. So can you think of any ways in which someone who has this mindset, it might be helpful, even if it's in the short run? So I think it kind of forces you to take a bigger picture look at the world around you, right? And so if you do buy into the concept on some level that money is the root of all evil, you can see this. And I've had some conversation. I have a couple communities of women that I'm part of, so I've, I've tuned in to them as well um, to ask this question. And the consistent response is those interpersonal relationships. So for instance, you can see leadership right, where there are really negative traits and things that happen as a result of money and power. You can see that in other areas of the world. You can see that in your own life. And I think the ability, you know, mental health counselor, you, you certainly know this, when we can create a level of awareness of what our belief systems are, what our emotions are that are tied to those belief systems, and the resulting negative or limiting beliefs that are created as a result, only then can we begin to overcome them. So I think if this is a, a limiting belief that exists in your world, and sometimes this happens to people because of things that have happened to them, or they perceive have happened to them, challenges that they've had with money themselves. I know for me, I bought my first condo when I was 25. Three weeks later, I lost my job in the market correction of 2008. Money was evil. You know, but it was an awareness that I needed to make a shift and help women to be more informed and educated in order to take control of their financial well-being. I don't know that I would have had that if I hadn't gone through the feelings of money hurt me, you know, and, and the challenges that I had for myself. Okay, so if someone's on the call and they're listening, they go, wow, she went from thinking that money was evil from this really negative experience in your life to now believing um, that you can use money to have uh, impact the world around you. Um, how would you say you kind of got over that? What helped you um, take a very negative mindset about money and turn it into something that's about authenticity and uh, abundance and all these things that uh, are really are much more open around your beliefs around money? So I created a purpose, you know, I, I defined the purpose of my life. I started digging into books. I mean, I referenced one here. I started digging into Think and Grow Rich, and I came to the realization, I love the quote, I mean, I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but basically, if you align to a purpose in your life and you have a greater meaning, then riches are going to come without significant effort. And for me, it was using that story of how I felt like a failure and the lessons I could share to inspire clients to make smarter financial decisions in their world, that's where I found the power. So back in the 80s, um, this, I can remember looking at a book that was, uh, Do What You Love, The Money Will Follow. And at the time, I was in the financial services industry. So I'm going to play devil's advocate with you right now in terms of the listener out there thinking, oh, that sounds nice. So you find your purpose, you do what you really like, and the money's just going to flow at you. Is that what you mean? Or, or say a little bit more about that concept, because there may be some people out there thinking, oh, that sounds too easy. When you're stuck in the mindset like I was that money is the root of all evil because it's hurt you, yeah, I get it. It's really hard to shift that. But what I always say is you have to believe that your dreams are possible for you. And so an example for me is obviously I bought that condo. It put me in a world of hurt. It took a long time to sell it. But when I moved out to Boulder, Colorado after selling my financial services and business and um, 
financial services business back in Boston, it was to follow my purpose. It was to be more happy. And if I had allowed those old limiting beliefs that like maybe buying a property, for instance, was going to be harmful to me, then I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in now having the impact that I'm having on my clients in the house that we bought six months ago is appreciated by $100,000 already. Wow. So, yeah, well, right? Exactly. <laughs> so you have to just believe it. And then even if challenges come, you have to keep focused on that purpose. And you have to trust. You have to trust. And when you say trust, say a little bit more, because I guess trust who or trust what or... Yeah, so I saw the Dalai Lama when he came to Boulder this summer, and one of the things that he was talking about is that we can look at all these things. There's the science, there's the proof, and I come from the financial world where I want the economic numbers to back it up. On some level, we can't always have that logic and that rationale. It's not always there. There has to be a spiritual trust and a spiritual knowing that, number one, you are worth it that your dreams are possible for you, even if those negative um, voices in your head, and that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients is really get into their limiting beliefs in order to reframe them and recondition their brain to believe that things are possible for them so that they can have trust. So it's really getting into your emotions as they relate to your limiting beliefs and then reprogramming your brain so that you can get to that level of trust. So am I correct in saying, Megan, that, that it starts with trust and belief in yourself and then yeah. goes from there? It, it strikes me as that's the type of work that you're doing. Yeah, I think you have to. I mean, that's number one. If you don't have trust and belief in yourself, then why should you expect anything else to have trust or belief in you either or for the results that you desire and deserve to show up? So I come into your office. Um, I'll be your ideal client. So I'm a, a woman. I say I'm in my 30s. I'm thinking about my career choices. I'm at work. I'm not 100% happy. And you bump along this belief. Money is the root of all evil. I say, oh, yeah, I learned that growing up. I totally believe that every time I try to look at money, you know, it causes problems for me. How would you work with that mindset? So I would really get into each of those um, each of those specific circumstances, right? And say, okay, well, where does that belief come from? Okay, and what is the emotion that is related to that? And is there anybody else who was involved, right? Because sometimes what will happen is when we're going after our dreams, and I always use the example of my mom. I love my mom more than anything, but she is a warrior, you know, and moms do that as a sign of affection. And at one point she was asking me all these questions, the what ifs, you know, all those fears that we have of what happens if this doesn't work out or what if the money isn't there and all of that. You have to have conversations and be confident having conversations with the people in your life and getting them on board. Let them know this is what I'm working with. This is what I'm working through. These are my goals. And I would love for you to get on board. So I love the way you said that. So really to surround yourself with people who are going to be supporting your success. And I guess the other thing, and I'm pointing this out and you correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it strikes me as it's not going to be perfect. I mean, money can be messy. It doesn't mean that it's evil. It just means that sometimes um, we make a mistake or sometimes things doesn't, doesn't go well. And then we learn from that. I mean, I feel like some of my biggest learnings in, in business and in life have been at times where money hasn't gone well, and then to examine that and then look at what can I do differently going forward. And then, you know, I, I'm living proof of what you're talking about is I found my, you know, my purpose. And I really think what I do at KBK Wealth Connection and what I'm doing with this podcast and in my next book, it just really feels like me. And so yeah. it becomes, while well, work is still really hard, um, financial success becomes easier and easier. 
But it sounds yeah. like it's surrounding yourself with people who are going to buy in with you. I think that's huge. You know, building building your tribe. And the other part that's huge in addition to having that amazing support system is self-compassion. That's one of the big things that I teach is everybody thinks that they need to be so confident and they need to be so perfect. And to, to what you said exactly, it's like the lessons are found in the failures. I don't believe in the word failure because you're going to get back up, right? And the way that you get back up is you be self-compassionate. Instead of being like, I have to be perfect. I have to be confident. You look at it and say, I'm a human. <laughs> I just have to move forward. And, and that's where it is. It's moving forward. And that certainly is easier with the support system. Yeah. So if someone on, on the line buys into this myth that money is the root of all evil, and now they're hearing you talk about it and thinking, oh, maybe I'll do something different. What's like one tip you could give them to get started on the road towards um, busting this money myth wide open? So I've got a couple of them, but I think if I had to choose one, I would say clarify your core values around money. So the statistics are that 90% of people live under chronic stress and 80% of those people are stressed about money. And that's going to wreak havoc on your mind, on your body, and on your spirit. Your core values are like your moral compass when it comes to all areas of your life. But when we're talking about money, they're your moral compass when it comes to money. So look back at what is most important to you. For me, for instance, benevolence. You know, I want to be able to earn money and have wealth so that I can do good for others. I mean, my charity of this of choice this year was St. Jude because I don't think any children should ever have cancer. So for me, it's taking my money and putting it towards something that is aligned to my core value. And as women, if we want to be givers, we can, but let's magnify that and be givers in a better way. And in a big way, because if you actually are more financially successful and take care of yourself, you can just give so much more to the world. Yep, 100%. I mean, financially as well as maybe time, energy, you know, a lot of different things. So what great advice. So, you know, I'm sure there's people out there that are listening in that are thinking, oh, I'd like to know more about her. And I didn't mention your website. So please mention your website and then say a little bit more about um, the type of work that you're doing. And I know you have a special uh, offer or announcement today for the Breaking Money Silence podcast listener. So definitely include that as well. Perfect. Um, so yeah, you can go learn more about me at www.aspiretoretirerich.com. And the, there's an amazing community of women that I am building. Um, there's a Facebook group that's available, the same name, Aspire to Retire Rich, where women are coming together and having these conversations. And I am offering a free five-day women's wealth and well-being masterclass. So it's five daily videos with a workbook and exercises. And if you join the Facebook group, then I'll be able to interact with you there. But what we're going through is your empowered energy and money emotions, the financial mindset for happiness and resilience, um, core values like I talked about, your health is your wealth. I mean, what you and I were just sharing and then money management, how a little bit of discipline goes a long way and you can make some progress towards your actual goals and coming into greater alignment with your relationship to authentically building wealth and who you want to be around money um, in a non-evil way, in a way that's fun, <laughs> right? And authentic. Yes. And, yes, you don't have to go to the dark <laughs> side, so to speak. No. That's funny. <laughs> it doesn't well, have to. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say it doesn't, I think the big thing too is it doesn't have to be hard. You know, I think there's a, a thought process out there that all this money stuff has to be hard and scary and you and I are doing the work to, to change that. Um, and it's time for women to really get involved with these conversations. 
Well, you know, I have to tell you, I, I have not signed up for your um, website yet, and you just sold me on it. I'd love to see your videos and sign oh, up. So okay. I'm definitely going to be signing up once I end this podcast. I would love to see the videos and, and learn a little bit more about your Facebook group. So I encourage people to do that as well, because I know Megan's going to have some really great uh, service offerings for those who want to take it to the next level. I also know her very well that if you don't want to take it to the next level, she'd be fine interacting with you and learning. I think, you know, when, when I talk to you, I'm inspired by the idea of, you know, finance can be fun and enjoyable, and it can be this journey that doesn't have to be dry and boring and just charts and graphs. I mean, there's a place for a chart and a graph in our financial life, but I, I don't think it needs to be the end-all be-all. And certainly talking with you today and busting this myth wide open has uh, reaffirmed that for me. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. And you're right. I mean, I did the charts and graphs for 10 plus years. This is the other side of it. And this side I'm noticing is equally, if not more so important. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely check out uh, Megan McAvoy and check out um, Aspire to Retire Rich and the Facebook page. And and once again, um, if you have any questions about this podcast or you're interested in being a guest or wanting to know more about my next book called Breaking Money Silence, How to Shatter Money Taboos, Live, uh, Talk Openly About Finances and Live a Richer Life, uh, just shoot me an email at kbk at kbkwealthconnection.com. And uh, everybody have a great day. And remember together, one by one and together, we can break money silence for good. Thank you for listening to Breaking Money Silence, hosted by Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, a wealth psychology expert and founder of KBK Wealth Connection. If you like what you heard, then check out more podcasts at breakingmoneysilence.com or subscribe on iTunes.com. Need a fun, engaging speaker for your next event? Go to kbkwealthconnection.com and find out how to book Kathleen today. Be sure to share today's show so together we can break money silence for good.